Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He will be in the warm broadcast booth, though, Saturday night on the call with Mitch Holtis, uh, Dan Israel, as you're making Kling obviously do his job down on the sideline. You're going to be nice and warm, though, Dane. <laughs> yes, we are. We will be warm in the confines, the closed confines of the radio booth at Arrowhead Stadium. So, yeah, we feel for Kling. We'll be praying for him, but uh, I do not envy him at all. What's the coldest game you played in? I mean, you played in Kansas City for starters. And, and yeah, and you played in the – yeah, you were on the Midwest your whole playing career. Yeah, I played – well, I played against the Colts in 96 in that playoff game, which was freezing. Um, uh, the coldest game I've been to was actually the AFC Championship when we played Tom Brady and the Patriots. I thought that was – freezing day just to be there uh doing the pregame and postgame shows uh but from a playing standpoint playing against the colts in that playoff game in 96 was as cold as i could remember yes and it's supposed to be colder of course this saturday actually i the reference i made on twitter which actually feels right dana for this is they're letting fans bring in cardboard they had kind of stopped doing that it's gonna be so cold they're gonna let them bring in cardboard and essentially the chiefs are playing marty ball offense we're back in the 90s (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have a little flashback to three yards in a cloud of snow, I guess you could say. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think this is one of those games where the toughness is going to prevail. Who's going to be tougher? Who's going to allow the elements to affect them? Their catching, their running, their tackling. The tackling part is the key. Uh, I, I was talking with some people earlier this week, and I said, you go back and look at film. I know my, our buddy Sean Barber always likes to watch the All-22, and Binkley does too. But if you go back and watch games in September, and this is yearly. This is in every level, college, high school, uh, pro level, et cetera. Go back and watch early season games, and then go back and watch late season games. Same season, same guys, and you just see different techniques. Not that they're doing it on purpose, but the, the, the weather affects you subconsciously do you wrap up in your tackling or do you just try to shoot your body through a ball carrier do you hold the ball tighter uh and then that makes you less shifty when you're running the ball um then when you when it's warm out you catch the ball with your hands when it's warm out and now you catch it with your body so those it's kind of one of those deals where it's mind over matter that you just have to go out there and play and not try to think about the elements, but they are a factor. And to me, the team that's going to be tougher within those elements is going to be the winning team. That's, I think, why Alex and I are growing maybe concerningly confident, weirdly enough, for Saturday, is that 
I don't, they don't have anyone left on their defensive line. The Chiefs have proven to be a better running team, I feel like, lately from an offensive line perspective than even maybe in pass protection. And it's not like that's been a physical team at any point this year on on defense. So, like, to me, it's like at some stage, I do start to think that the Chiefs have the decided advantage based on all the things you're saying, Danon. Well, I think there's always an advantage when we're playing at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. That's, I mean, it still reigns true. Even back when I played, we thought the other team was down seven nothing before the kickoff, just because of the atmosphere, because of the fans, because of the involvement, because of the the noise, all of that. Uh, but then when you put amp it up into the playoff mode and our successes here. Uh, in Kansas City, like, yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on any opponent that comes in. Now, with that being said, I will say, even if you want to contend that the Dolphins aren't as physical, they do have a track meet, a track team of guys that if you break a tackle, if you uh, lose containment, which we saw a little bit of that last week, you can can – Bet your <laughs> bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be a guy that can turn the corner and take it to the house. If you if you let a jet sweep with Tyreek Hill go, or if you have Mostert, if he's back and and he's able to get to the edge, uh, now it's him running on the hard turf or the cold turf with you chasing him. And who's going to be the guy that's going to run faster in that in that circumstance? So, like, yeah, there is a component of who's tougher. But I feel like you have to be disciplined, and the discipline starts between your ears uh, in these type of elements. And it's going to be cold for both teams. It's going to be cold for the coaches. You've got communication, play calling, uh, you know, the helmets, the, what you're hearing inside the helmets, the, the crowd noise and how that affects everything. Um, deep passing. Are you going to take some chances downfield and, and throw the ball downfield? Or are you going to try to nickel and dime? down the field to, to have ball control. So uh, all of those factors come into play. It's good that we're able to practice within the elements. The Chiefs were out at practice outside yesterday. Don't think they're going to go outside every day. But uh, to experience that on a short week for both teams, like I like our chances. Uh, I think we'll be the tougher team. It's just a matter of execution in the game. How big do you think it is, though, like a player, Travis Kelsey, got that that extra rest Last week, I know he wasn't the only one, but I think we all could recognize given his age and just he seemed like he's been beat up a lot the last mm-hmm. year. And this has also probably just been a very frustrating season on top of it. I, I feel like I'm excited to see what could be a fresh and healthy Travis Kelsey on Saturday, too. Oh, absolutely. Because it's one thing to have the extra rest, guys. But it's the other thing of not getting dinged up in that last game, not having a, a you know, a twisted ankle or a stubbed toe or anything that even though you if you were Travis Kelsey, you might have played a couple of series, maybe one series to get your your uh, your marker thousand yard season over. Who would know what would happen during the warmups during that series? So it's not just about okay, well he got an extra week of rest because he practiced every day last week. He practiced every day this week, so he didn't technically get a, a full week rest. What he did get is an opportunity or one less opportunity for people to be banging on them. Uh, and that can bode well in this, in this circumstance. But again, I think, I don't think the, the rest factor is as big as the, the weather factor, like playing in that is different. When guys are huddled up by the heaters or sitting on the bench to stay warm, uh, you may not have as much communication on the sideline. Guys are focused on, 
you know, in their own little bubble as far as staying warm and what their tasks are. But are there is there communication going on on the sideline where you're preparing for the next series, you're preparing for something maybe you saw and got a glimpse of early in the game? Or is it just about <laughs> self-preservation? So, like, it's so many different factors that go into what you're doing on the field. The coaches, are you going to be interacting with the players as much or are you going to be trying to keep yourself warm on the sideline? Is the energy going to be the same on the sideline uh, when you're going on and off the field, the communication and packages? We know that the Chiefs team, uh, we like to rotate a lot of bodies in, different defensive formations, different guys, Chris Jones moving to outside from inside, Derek Noddy being on the inside, but then you bring in Tershawn Wharton and Mike Dana, you move him over to the nose guard. Last week we saw George Karloftis uh, over the nose guard uh, in different packages. Like all of that happening when you're talking about two degrees or maybe even negative degrees uh, during the game at night. Like those are the things I'm concerned about uh, as opposed to the rest that we had last week. Speaking of former Chiefs wide receiver, current color analyst, Danon Hughes here on Cody and Gold. Danon, you were on the Chiefs when Neil Smith made his return to Kansas City as a member mm-hmm. of the Denver Broncos. So <laughs> you've got some unique experience or perspective on this, on what it'll be like when Tyreek Hill returns to Kansas City. A little bit of a difference. Neil Smith went and won a championship with a different team. Tyreek Hill won one here, and then they won one without him. What do you think it'll be like for Tyreek on, on Saturday? Yeah, I think it'll be different. Neil, uh, at that time that he returned, we, he had not won the first Super Bowl yet. Uh, we had actually beat them on Stojanovic's uh, last-second field goal, and they, there was a video of him pacing up and down the sideline upset, which was fun for us. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for Tyreek, it's different because of you know social media and all the chatter that he's participated in and some of the digs and jabs that he's thrown at the organization since he's left and talking about Tua being better than Patrick Mahomes or being more accurate and, and you know, just, just those little slights. I feel like it's very similar to – uh, more similar to Jamar Chase than it is to Neil Smith because Jamar was challenging our defense. Even the mic'd up uh, comments that he made in Germany right before he fumbled and we had the scoop and score by Brian Cook. Like That's a different dynamic uh, for our defense and the challenge of like you don't want that guy who's, who's going to go down as an icon and in Kansas City history, even though he left. You don't want that guy to get off in this game on this turf. Uh, I was uh, part of the program. I I wouldn't say I was part of the broadcast, uh, the pregame and postgame show, one of the most electric times that I had been at Arrowhead Stadium when we were playing the Raiders. I want to say it was Monday night or Sunday night, and the crowd was chanting Tyreek's name prior to a punt return. Yeah. And he took it to the house, and the place erupted. First, I had never heard, uh, even during the Dante Hall and Tamar Vanover era, I never heard uh, team. Uh, I never heard the fans ch- chant one guy's name that loud, uh, you know, all together. And the fact that he was able to take it to the house just tells you what kind of electric player he can be. Uh, and these guys don't want that. Like we don't want to hear the boos because he made a big play. We want to hear the boos because he made a mistake like he did in Germany. So uh, it's important for him. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he would have liked it to be in a warmer, a warmer time. 
But uh, fact remains is this is where we stand right now. We got to stop them. We're talking to Danian Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He'll be part of the broadcast on Saturday night over on 106.5 The Wolf. Uh, huge news in the last 24, 48 hours just in coaching world. Whether it was initially Mike Vrabel getting fired, then it's Pete Carroll, then it's uh, Nick Saban retiring from college football. Bill Belichick is in part ways today in a presser in about 15 minutes, although it looks like he's going to coach again. Is this uh, specifically with Nick Saban just, hey, new era, NIL, all this, and maybe a guy's just tired of change? Or do you think um, there, there's, I guess, more of a theme going on here across the board? I think there's a mixture. I was surprised. I mean, I think, what did we say, maybe a couple of years ago, Dabo Sweeney was supposed to be the one that yeah. was retiring because, you know, he didn't want to have NIL be a factor and, and God forbid, players uh, being able to utilize their their <laughs> their presence and, and popularity to gain any kind of money. Uh, so it's interesting to see that he's still coaching, but from perspective with Nick Saban and those guys, I just feel like there's times where you recognize that the game – maybe moving past you, not necessarily the X and X's and O's, but everything that's encompassed, the recruiting, the re-recruiting, the transfer portal, uh, you know, you're going into living rooms and making promises that a lot of times I don't think these coaches really believe. Uh, I know that one of the more valued aspects of my existence and commitment to the University of Iowa was because Hayden Fry came in my living room and promised me, my parents, that uh, he would give me an opportunity uh, as a student athlete at the University of Iowa and to play baseball. And to think that there are some kids now, a lot of kids, that are getting that same speech, and then the coaches leave and know that they won't be able to live up to that because they could be recruiting a transfer guy to come in. You're talking about top quarterbacks, top position players, and you know in the back of your mind that you have other quarterbacks proven at different programs that are willing to come to you. But I have to do all that and juggle all that, being older than 70 years old and, and dealing with all the extras and then now seeing some more parity at the college level. I just think that the game just passes, guys, and you realize there's more to life than juggling all that is encompassed in college football. So uh, props to them. They accomplish a lot. He'll go down as the greatest or one of the greatest college coaches ever. But, uh, I mean, I'm not totally surprised in this, this day and age that those guys are, are turning, turning away from their long, uh, long-lasted career. Dane and Hughes, uh, players only tonight, right? Yes, sir. We'll be in. i uh, have Kendall Gammon in there with me. So uh, another special teams guy. So we'll be able to chat up some Chiefs and hopefully uh, move towards a win this Saturday. That's exactly right. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about a divisional round, maybe showdown with the Bills next week with you. That'd be a lot of fun. So appreciate it. Stay warm this weekend. We're, we're actually going to say Bills lose. Hey, hey, hey. And I let's love have that. another game like at GEHA Field. How about that? Sign me up. And yeah. then the Browns can beat the Ravens and we can have three. It sounds <laughs> fine. Sounds great. There you go. I, I like that. I like that recipe. We're going to, against the chalk. There yeah. you go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.